0: Have you seen a guy called Sitting and Smiling? Yeah. Well, I think you've told me about him before. Very impressive YouTube channel slash performance art. Not really sure where he just sits and smiles at the camera for four hours. Yeah. So he did daily uploads for a year, just sitting and smiling and staring at the camera for Four hours. Like, I,
1: I struggle to meditate for more than 20 minutes. And I'm pretty sold on the benefits of that. So this guy is able to sit
0: there. I suppose it's content for him, isn't it? It's impressive grit, though, because there's videos where he pisses himself. There's wow. videos where he's crying, and he's still just like... was <laughs> <laughs> going. There's a video where someone breaks into his house he's sitting there and you can hear someone breaking into his house and you can see the door open and then whoever's broken in he doesn't break eye contact with the camera and whoever's broken in is just a bit spooked by it and shuts the door and leaves again
1: yeah I would I would cease the burgle I think if (laughs) if that happened to me if I was doing a burgle came in and there's a guy smiling at the camera and doesn't even adjust to look at what I've done It'd be frightening.
0: Yeah, you're immediately on the back 1st aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you were in London in a storm, weren't you? Trapped. What was in that like? Just annoying because the UK <laughs> loses its mind when it's a bit windy. Whenever there's like some,
1: it looked. That's so I saw some footage of people actually being blown over.
0: Yeah, in fairness, it actually was quite windy but it's when you see the problem is because the uk is such a little snowflake about the whole thing you don't take it seriously when you see a weather warning yeah and so i saw like you know severe urgent amber <laughs> extreme alert weather warning and you're, thinking, you're like oh, no 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 oh, come on yeah like it's just how you can't blow over a train and then you turn up at king's cross and everything's just cancelled 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 right. you know, uh, hmm. <laughs> so you got to king's cross to find that out Luckily, I was staying next to King's Cross, so I thought I'll just cross the road, have a look at the train timetable. And if they're off, they're off.
1: Yeah. So it was only one night
0: that that it was affected. Yeah. Luckily, got a free night in the hotel the next day. That's really good. Back. Right. I don't know about you. Whenever I get a train, in fact, we we've experienced this together. You're always sat right behind a family that has six children. And they're playing board games and they're all like screaming and farting and screaming and farting. And that's the that's the two activities that they do for the whole journey. And And it's in like volleys, isn't it? So it's like
1: while well, one of them's screaming and the other one's loading up a fart, oh. they fart and then the next one's ready to scream
0: again. And it's just it, in rounds. It is. It's a real sensory assault. You've got noise cancelling earphones in, but they still manage to breach that because of the like screeching frequency. And then there's the farting and you can't Get fart cancelling, <laughs> nose, nose <butts>. plugs. <laughs> Bet you can. I'd <laughs> love that. Did you shout at them? No.
1: <laughs> 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 How close to threshold was it? So if, RP, if an RP ten is there's an eruption, you can't help yourself. You have to say something. How close to RP ten were you?
0: So I I approached it multiple times, but. I thought you can't, there's nothing you can do because you can't shout at a child to stop it screaming because kids are just, and the parents were clearly exhausted and they kept being like, shh to the kids, but they just uh, weren't really ignoring it. I think that's so what you, thinking, you want, you want someone to look as though they're trying though, don't you? That's it. That's all they can do. But the farting, you can't say like, stop farting. So mm. uh, and not, uh, looking back, sunk cost fallacy, I should have just moved carriage. But instead, I was like, oh, you know, maybe the fart's over here because it takes, interesting doctor fact here. This is part <laughs> of med school training. Um, it takes 13 seconds for a fart to go from exiting the anus to <coughs> being able to smell it. <laughs> and then it takes 37 seconds for that fart to dissipate. Give me I number the numbers again. One. I've, I've just made that up. Oh, but, all right, but the first one, 13 seconds, is apparently correct. Surely that depends on 13 seconds from what? From fart exit to smelling it,
1: the smell being the
0: person who did the fart. Because that has good to question. be constant,
1: doesn't it? It has to, That has to be a constant. We're assuming no like change in humidity, pressure, wind, wind direction, wind, pressure. Yeah, yeah.
0: like in also, a still room. Thirty yeah, seconds with average social distance, because fart dissipating. There's a girl that's walked past. who has got massive quads. Um, <laughs> she's probably got a bigger squat than me. I've, I've seen it before. It's just like, it, you know, when you, you think probably not natural. Oh, really? And she's in that kind of like in that bracket. She's in like CrossFit shape, but on the on the swole side, right?
1: Like a one. I feel like it'll be a squat will probably be between one forty <laughs> and one sixty.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think and it'll be more nicely grooved.
1: Yeah. Beltless. High bar, beltless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in like some old lifters, usually. You know what we need more of, Johnny? Is footage of you lifting unreasonably heavy weights it's, in your garage. It's just... So the, the, the reason why I don't
1: do it as often as I do now is the number of like sets that are even close to being a PB... Are so rare, and uploading like one ninety for five squat is like well What for? Do you know what I mean? Uh, only you
0: know that it's a PB, and like Tim Garrett will know. So there'll be some most, people. I've had two training clips go semi-viral online. Really? <laughs> neither of them were with PB weight. One was doing split squats with like. 16 kilo dumbbells or something Mm. and the other one was doing empty bar seated good mornings i remember that video god that yeah that video went crazy
1: that was after the um boris shako said was that was that it and he recommended doing that yeah he had to work up to like chin on the chin on the bench and then back up again
0: just such a strange thing to like you know you you post out a bunch of content this is why you need to just post loads of content because the stuff that takes off is never the thing that you expect yeah yeah the well I, so I, I i think i
1: can reverse engineer why the what's it called the seated good morning yeah i can reverse engineer why that might have gone viral the split squats one less so me doing 190 for five in my garage but this, these are all just my beliefs, aren't they? I film quite a lot of my training, incidentally.
0: So I have the footage. That's exciting. It's just my, my footage. <laughs> You're just blue balling all of Instagram who want to see You actually you sent
1: me a little little thing, didn't you? A little red thing.
0: Oh, yeah, it's nice. I can't work out how to use it. So you put the magnet on the back of your phone and then the little red thing just magnets onto you anything. You do have to, to stick that on the back of your phone. Or put it inside your case. Nice. I had not thought about doing that. That's something.
1: Something else on YouTuber's recommendation that I've been sticking on my wall recently is
0: <laughs> red lights. Oh yeah. Well, you you bought it just before yeah. the recommendation, or did I you wasn't going to say that
1: though. You know, I was going to give you the credit publicly. But oh well, that's... it was still your
0: recommendation <laughs> though. So I watched your um, sleep hacks video. Yeah, so little magnetic red lights that you stick on your ceiling. And when you go into your bathroom at four in the morning, rather than just being like blinded by, because bathroom lights are pretty binary, aren't they? Like the kind of lights you put in bathrooms.
1: It's even worse than that. So I would, I was waking up and like grabbing my phone off the floor and using that, using the torch off that to like navigate my way to the bathroom and then turn the bathroom light on. So you've had like blue screen from your phone, you've had the torch from your phone, then the bathroom light, and then you you go back to bed and you like try to sleep <laughs> again. Whereas <laughs> whereas the red lights, brilliant. Oh, it's so it's I, bought, great. I yeah. bought two. This is this is my sort of like a, a, a amendment to your hack. One of them I put down near my bed to the left hand side of like the, my side of the bed, so I get out of bed. That one turns on, gives me the light I need to get to the toilet, and then there's another
0: one in the toilet. Cool should say as well, they're motion triggered. So, completely hands-free. Brilliant. Brilliant. The sensation of just having a wee in a brothel at 4am but in your own home rather than in like a a studio. In like a,
1: some kind of test centre with lots of bright lights (laughs) and being probed and prodded. Um, I got, for anyone who follows Yusuf's recent like YouTube reviews, the blue blocking lens glasses. I purchased some of those. So I, I had some before. Purchased some of the ones from the company you said recommended, realized on doing that after testing two different things that the ones that I had were just like making everything red. It was just like red film over plastic, which is really irritating. Um, these ones the actual ones just honestly just sent me to sleep
0: yeah same it's so like you get within, well? within like half an hour it's of like, wearing them you're just like out
1: <laughs> so like becca and i'll go like we'll sit downstairs i'll put them on and every night i fall asleep on the sofa it's at the point where I, it's great obviously that they work but it's at the point where it's it's a i'm like resistant to wearing them because i think well, well that's just like whatever we're trying to watch i'll be unable to watch it <laughs>
0: What a testimonial! It's it's annoying that there are people selling blue blocking lenses that just don't achieve the thing. They don't block blue, but because they're like red looking, people buy them and then they like. Then it's pure placebo, isn't it? It's such a shame. But then you've experienced both well, placebo. I, so and- I did
1: loads of tests with. Yeah, right. Well, I did loads of tests with the other ones and could never never saw anything from it. I don't know whether you remember, like, I tested it with Whoop, and I was doing it, I was like, no, it's bullshit. Blue locking lenses, that doesn't work.
0: Wow, no, I didn't know And I know watched that. your video. Yeah. I watched your video, and You're you like, were for quite... For God's sake, I'm using fake yeah. ones. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. episode two, season two, we've had some very nice feedback from season one, people being like, yes, you guys are back. Very glad to be back. Um, as always, send us your questions, your abuse, anything that you want us to... To react to, to, to pick apart as well. We're very happy to. Um, but in the absence of that, mm-hmm. I found this the other day and I thought it was the perfect lesson in how not to do copywriting. What it is, <coughs> is a thread on Twitter that someone has written entitled... How I Stole Another Man's Girl, and We're Both More Joyful Than Ever. I read this, and just to kind of preface this a little bit, I initially thought it was satire. (laughs) And this is because of something called Poe's Law on the internet, which is an adage of internet culture stating that without a clear indicator of the author's intent, every parody of extreme views can be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the views being parodied. I think this is a problem of the last five years or so, as people have started to become more and more fringe and more extreme, and algorithms start to reward outrage and kind of just wacky stuff, that you end up getting people that you're like, I can't even tell if that's sarcastic or if they're just fully serious. And this was one of these cases. I was later reassured that it was indeed serious, but I'd like to to hear your thoughts on this, Johnny, because my my podar is not very accurate. <laughs> podar, <laughs> I get. I think I I'm a victim of, of Poe
1: multiple times a week. <laughs> it's rife, isn't it? But that, d- does Does it exist in just normal, um, like if I, I'll send you something? and it's like hard to to gauge my like mood or
0: tone or is it only on the extreme ends of the spectrum i mean it must be a phenomenon that exists a lot but it's certainly more so with kind of stuff online if you don't really understand the source if you've not seen the source before i've not seen the guy before so i don't know if he's a satirist if he's a comedian or if he's a you know just a guy promoting his program
1: so it can it can be anything then i think so how are we gonna are we gonna share your screen like how are we gonna present oh this? yeah good point so let me share because for people on spotify or listening will be thinking like what are they reacting to how do i find out what they're reacting to
0: how do we find it we will put the link in the description but here we are with the tweet thread i hope it's not been taken down It will be shortly when this goes
1: viral and the person is so embarrassed.
0: There we go. Oh, he's deleted it. But it's okay. (laughs) Because I have saved it. And I thought this might happen. Because judging by the reactions that he was getting, it wasn't good. Here we are. How I stole another man's girl and we're both more joyful than ever. I met my wife at the gym. Me, recently divorced, her recently engaged. Walked in with my Trump hat on the day after the January 6th rally at the Capitol. DNGAF, don't not give a fuck what others think. Locked eyes with her. She was the new trainer. Me, a four-year member. Introduced myself, confidently, as usual. I complimented her on her strong eye contact. Where did you learn that? Her father taught her. Put my gear away and get ready for class. Don't think twice about it. got-a-workout-to-crush. Do my workout, engage with others, fist bump the guys and even the cute girls, flexing in the mirror. Now, you can flex to fill up your ego, or you can flex to appreciate the beauty of the human form and in gratitude for what you're able to build with your body. Difference is clear. Just doing my thing, as I always do. This new trainer girl is friendly, wants to talk to me after class mostly ignore her, got things to do, job, bros, building my business. Thinking now, this drove her wild that I was uninterested. Back at the gym, following week and she's there again. She is a trainer after all. Positive reaction when she sees me, engaging me in conversation. I'm friendly, but focused elsewhere. After class, stretching out and over here, she got engaged two months ago. Again, not interested, but I pay attention to my surroundings. Over the next few weeks, she likes working out with me, always asking when I'm coming back for class. I'm
1: just going to skip through a little bit. I think the, the way in which you're reading this out is Oscar worthy.
0: <laughs> I'll make for a, a beautiful auditory experience it for works. those listening.
1: If this was an audible, I'd use, I'd use a credit on it. Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're at complementary fitness levels. Me quite strong for a man, and her one of the fittest women I've met. Talk a bit on and off between stations. She's pretty traditional, good family, likes horses, works hard, refuses to wear a mask during pandemic, in quote marks. Definite synergy. I'm still focused on my mission. Had just started Men of Integrity as a way to give back to other men. Just came off a round of dating post-divorce. Too many low-quality women on the apps. Couple of nice ones out hiking but didn't pan out. Finally, after four to five weeks, I see her doing pull-ups. Impressive she can do so many, but she's half-repping. I boldly call her out on those. You'd get more of those if you did the full rep, with a big smirk on my face. She gets the usual sour face people get when you call them out. Thirty seconds later, she submits. She comes back and owns it. Green flag. This is a quality human being. But I'm still uninterested in her, just having fun lifting weights. I started thinking about some of the men I knew in men of integrity who needed to be pushed. I take a picture with this girl, he's put in quotation marks, to tell the men that she owns her shit better than they do. Time to light the fire in them. She's really excited to do so, but I had my purpose. This girl is strong, she's got muscles, and she's focused as hell in the gym. Definitely can channel her masculine side when needed, and she's engaged. But I offer to text the photos and she's very excited to get my number. I give her an ultimatum in about two months. It's me or the other guy. Full stop. Never needed to get there. She invites me out camping. Skip forward a bit. He gets her pregnant in three days. Another plug for men of integrity, the brotherhood. Now we're joyful and reinforce each other's spirit. And they have a baby together. Make sure you claim your woman. If left unclaimed, she's fair game for other men. Claiming is not controlling. Claiming gives her sovereignty, sets boundaries and expectations in exchange for your commitment. End thread.
1: And that's to sell a program called Men of Integrity.
0: I think if it wasn't for the plug, definite satire. But when... (laughs) but what if we look at this copy a bit more closely what he's done there is he's followed a copywriting formula so he's Mm. done something right in that he's done headline how i stole another man's girl and we're both more joyful than ever attention grabbing correct problem presents the problem your prospect feels agitation solution features advantage benefits logic Okay, sort of there. And then the pitch. So he's he's got the basic structure of a piece of copy. But managed to get it so wrong. It's just weird, isn't it? I think that's how I
1: would summarise it. Like it's a weird, it's a weird, all of it's weird. The way in which he's like referring to situations, referring to himself referring to like the people in his program the girl he's referring to and that he's using this as like so we assume it's a true story or is it completely fabricated there's
0: a picture of picture of the girl picture of his baby
1: and this is all i suppose like so there's another example of of similar stuff like this you know garrett garrett j white right you know, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how many people listening will know who that is, but he's on Wake Up Warrior. He runs Wake Up Warrior, which is quite well known. It's like a m- male only program. Um, or at least it was, that like I think he helps married businessmen improve their life, essentially, is the, the what used to be the tagline. But he came up on our Instagram the other day, first time I've seen him in over a year, do anything online. And it is now, like, aggressively religious, all of the stuff he's talking about, and it's really political. And I had the same thing, that what you are describing. I was like, oh, he's joking. You know, he's like, like, it's a... It's a punchline. Yeah, Yeah. he's just commenting on, sort of, you know, how religion is involved in politics in America and, like, the political situation. But this was all just clearly, like, and people are commenting, getting really aggressive, and he's replying really aggressively back. And I was like, wow, (laughs) what is going on? But it's a, a similar kind of thing. Like, you read halfway through that, and you think... Here comes, uh, here
0: comes the joke, and then, the yeah, there is a phenomena that I've seen over the last couple of years, and it's coincided with COVID. I think COVID's been the precipitant, where there's a lot of American, not Grant Cardone, but Grant Cardone type people, who previously were very, you know, good family values and um, sales and and this kind of living the American dream type image. And then when COVID came along, they took a full handbrake turn and all of their content becomes heavily anti-mask or anti-vax or mm. religious. or you know, It's just suddenly gone, whoa, straight to the fringes and no punches held. And you're just thinking, I, I can't really figure out how it's happened in such a group level. Mm. All of the kind of um, influences of that ilk have done this. I I think, like, it, it, I kind of get it from the perspective
1: of if, if just if you want to share your opinion. I think the part that I can't, like, piece together is how... So Garrett's Instagram, for example, I don't know about this guy, but, like, Garrett's other content used to be quite salesy. It's like promoting the product, promoting him, and like, the outcomes and guys he was helping. And now it seems like everything he's talking about is, like, when, when it was relevant, Trump, COVID, masks the state controlling what they do and that's all he's doing and i don't get Mm. how that then is promoting his business unless it's just this like i'm going to find this polarity anywhere and if it offends a group of people then it'll also get all the people who are also anti-mask over to
0: then buy my very specific niche program i I want to think that it's a tactic and that it's a very strategic thing because garrett is a very smart guy but the amount of emotion and energy that's being spent especially like arguing in the comments and stuff mm. i feel like i'm missing something and maybe because we're too british and with like the naughty kids at the back of the class that can't bring ourselves to take any of this stuff seriously because <laughs> <laughs> that's just the entire british attitude i think that's why brits don't get really involved in the whole like impending armageddon stuff
1: mm.
0: because we're like we're just like oh come on is he really
1: flicking me flicking for their fountain pen (laughs) on the person in front of them or like they've got the bits of paper wrapped around the rubber band and flicking it at the teacher when they turn around
0: and (laughs) making spitballs and flicking at the ceiling yeah well that's going to do itself the way that you would treat your business you have a a business that's going well and you've got a relevant audience you've got sales copy that's driving towards something and then suddenly you go ah do you know what i'm just going to sack all of that off (laughs) <laughs> and just you see a, you get see on a chainsaw in the corner of the room, and you go,
1: "Oh, I wonder what happens if I
0: mm, if I start up that chainsaw out. and
1: just start." But I mean, maybe it's working for them. Like I'd love to know the stats of how many units of Man of Integrity this man sold. Have you clicked on the link? Do you know what it
0: is? I've not. Let's do that now. Man of dot com. I mean, he's taken the thread down, so clearly not that he's well. obviously had enough mm. what's that clearly didn't go that well yeah i mean the page looks nice
1: from like from your description and from reading it it sounds like the same sort of thing as wake up warrior maybe a bit more of a fitness slant to it
0: yeah i think so um but it's i suppose this is where if you get all the bits right and you follow the right framework with your copywriting and you have everything in place, but the tone is way off or you're just Mm. coming across as a total weirdo. I mean, I've got nothing against this guy personally. Like maybe he just misjudged the tone and he was doing something strategically there, but like it's not something to write a story about. And it's not something that demonstrates the traits that you're trying to teach in your program. Like to me, that doesn't say I'm a man of integrity. (laughs) I don't know about you, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I'd even really sort of considered that but yeah that's a
1: good point I, I think yeah he's he's probably trying to go down the route of you know just say what you think and and say what you feel and, and you'll attract people similar to you and all that sort of stuff and he's taken it to a very extreme level with no filter attached to it um, the fact that he's taken it down I think probably says it all to be honest
0: I mean, the the problem is we, for years, we've been saying, stop trying to be vanilla, stop trying to please everyone and just, you know, be yourself at full tilt online. And that's what people will be attracted to. And I still stand by that. But I guess you have to have the little asterisk and the please read terms and conditions before you apply this advice. Mm. Because you have to caveat with, if you're a weirdo,
1: just... Those people tend not to know though, right? That's the trouble. It's, so I'm still reading Principles by Ray Dalio, the great book. It's a more of an encyclopedia than a book. It is so dense. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's so an operating dense. system. <laughs> yeah. But the, so there's a, there's a chapter that I've just read, which I think feels like kind of relevant here, which is he's talking about just being radically, completely open and honest in your communications and just recommending that as a way of being and it'll upset people and people won't react well but if you just do that then eventually you end up kind of at at this better place and i feel there's a few other people that recommend doing that right like jordan peterson recommends that Garrett white ironically recommends doing that so jim carrey (laughs) (laughs) have
0: you seen liar liar He's in the lift and he's like, it was me. (laughs) What a film. But it just goes to show if radical honesty without tact is a bad combination. Without, yeah, without like a relevancy filter or like a don't go to prison (laughs) filter. So Sam Harris has a great book called Lying, which is about this. And Mm. exactly as you said, it's like the basic premise that all lying is bad However, that doesn't mean that you have to just say everything that's on your mind if it's going to upset someone or if it's not relevant or whatever. Like, he's like, people think that it's one or the other, that you either lie all the time or that you just constantly say offensive stuff.
1: The first (laughs) thing that comes to mind when you're
0: waiting in the queue to pay for petrol. Like, just swearing at people.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's like
0: that. um, That's not like the pinnacle of honesty that's just removing any cortical inhibition
1: so it feels like that's what this thread is an example of like a few of these things combined and then the bit that's missing is just the final like the spell check lens of like it's just a bit weird (laughs) Um, and as a result you have to take it down i think there's actually a lot of it really if you if you look at it as like a marketing thing, like he's trying to sell his program. Here we are talking about it, so he's kind of succeeded in many ways, and it it's is a story campaign. Yeah, yeah, and it, it like sucks you in. So even as you're as you're sitting listening to you describe it in your very dramatic voice, then you know it sounds it sounds interesting. You want to kind of get to the end, which is kind of kind of the point of copy. But as you say, like he's describing this like weird attitude, and it's
0: just not. Like, I don't want to buy the program. I imagine you don't. He's done storytelling, attention-grabbing headline, mentioned the features, talked about... He's he's put, so put up the credibility about, you know, these are the men that I help in my group with a pitch and then a photo for proof. And so he's, you know, authority, all that stuff. He's got the building blocks and polarity. So maybe, as you say, it is a viral campaign and actually he's, you know, we're not the target audience because we're the naughty kids at the back of the class. And so for people who do wear Trump hats and believe that it's a scam, scamdemic and all that stuff, maybe they read it and they're like, yeah, spot on. I'm joining the program. And that's all he needs. You just need 10 of them.
1: He wouldn't have taken it down, would
0: he? Maybe he filled the program.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe it was so <laughs> successful. But I mean, that's, a, that's an operations problem. Why have a program with a hard cap? If you if you try and present something virally, and it goes viral, and then that causes an operations problem,
0: should have thought. About yeah, that. you need to build capacity in your coaching business. Yeah. What's next? So, what's the next segment? Would you rather have a ham for a hand, like okay, a a ham, mm-hmm. or your armpits dispense sun cream.
1: I like how your your additional description for what you meant by a ham was just to say a ham again.
0: <laughs> just because it's a weird word and I think You don't mean ham horrifying. or
1: some ham. You mean a ham. A whole ham. Yeah. Even though that's not really a thing. <laughs> Is this? Well, I'm I'm no expert. I think I know. I think I know what you mean. It's something that could replace. Is it a hand or an arm?
0: Just my hand. What What do you call? Is it a hock of ham, or like what, when you have a roast beef? What's that called? It's a something of beef. I think that would be a, a joint. A what? A joint of beef. A joint. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's a joint of ham. This is the sort. This is exactly the sort of thing where there'll be people listening to them. It'll be completely obvious and we'll, be, we'll look like complete idiots. Shouting at the... Mm, screaming at us. So it's a ham. So how big's the ham? You describe to me what you, what's in your mind. You describe that that ham and I'll assess the question based on that.
0: So a, a unit, the, the kind of thing you'd go to a butcher and you'd say, oh, I've got a big dinner for the family tonight. Can I have all, one of them? All of that, please. Yeah.
1: I don't want like 300 grams of it sliced off on the machine at the end of the counter I want the entire thing yeah and I have one of them on each side instead of hands
0: you would just have one hand hand
1: (laughs) the other other hand's normal yeah so I think that option long term five years down the line you're going to get all sorts of imbalances aren't you like you you'd probably end up with like needing a hip replacement or something off the back of that
0: because of the misalignment, the kinetic chain. The weight of the ham. Like right, let's say that ham's gonna weigh
1: at least. At least a kilo. Probably two, three kilos of ham. Yeah. And that and what is your hand weigh? Less than a kilo, probably. A couple hundred grams, You're, yeah. You'd have a massive bicep though but only on one side. And I'm not really worried about that because initially you think like, oh yeah, great, loads of like, arm gains. But then you think you like you go to swing round and grab something. Suddenly you're accounting for, on only one side, an extra couple of, like an extra kilo or two. I just think you'll end up with imbalances and
0: problems. So I think that's a good consideration. I wasn't sure if you were going to go down like the septicemia route or the the fact that <laughs> If a ham is kept at room temperature for long enough, it starts to become a bit smelly and so on. I hadn't even thought about that. There's so many variables, but I've got some helpful caveats and guidelines for the question, if you'd like to hear them, Johnny. Yes, please. So the ham would be a fully operational hand. Okay. The ham hand will grow back at about the rate of fingernails if you nibble it. But if you eat the whole thing, it'll take a month to repair itself, during which time you won't have that particular hand. I believe the ham hand is vegan because no animal is involved in its production. No one one dies, but that's your own moral choice. You can choose what kind of ham you're going to get before the ham hand is first installed. But then you've got to live with that decision. So you can't change to parma ham once you've plumped for breaded. (sighs) <sighs> okay on the flip side the sun cream produced will be enough to cater for reasonable use for you and your immediate family every year so not enough of it to be a commercial enterprise where you can bottle it and sell it these guys which is a are shame. excellent yeah we've we'll never had this on a wood either before this is this is really complete this oh yeah we've really stepped up the uh, mm. the game here um, you will be able to select the factor of sun cream before your first squirt, but once selected, you can't change that factor. 30. Just straight down the middle. 30 or 25 or 20, something in that region. But go on. And there'll be a nozzle in your armpit, so the sun cream will only come out where you want it to. Oh, definitely that option. The nozzle's clenched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't see any pros, to be honest, for the ham hand. Apart from that, you get to eat a bit of ham once a month, which is probably you about. Well, the, the yeah. bit that I don't get is if it's fully
1: functional. Surely there has to be nerve endings. Do those do those just get shut off when you
0: decide on one morning to just have a bit of your hand? Yeah, because either way, if there are nerve endings, it's very painful when you eat it, and if there aren't, how are you going to use just it? Just gonna you're going to be really ham-handed, aren't you? So it's difficult. And the only downside of the sun
1: cream that I can see, like the only problem, would be the sun cream coming out without your, you without you wanting it to. You're doing some dumbbell bench and it like sp- yeah. spurts on you or something. And you yeah. get all greasy and, but if it's
0: if there's a nozzle, fantastic. Yeah. So even I suppose I mean, I'm not built for for ham or sun cream. You know, I'm a I'm a bit yellow. Anyway, and... And you don't like ham? I don't eat eat ham. So I'd rather not have either. But, in fact, I'm looking particularly yellow in this light at the moment. I'm not normally this color, particularly in winter. Um, But also the estrogenic activity of sun cream. So I wouldn't use it myself. You could maybe... I mean, so it's not enough to sell as a commercial enterprise, but what you could do is make it into this, like, boutique really rare restrict the supply sun cream that's you know enough for you and your family every year so it's you'd maybe make a couple of hundred quid from it
1: yeah it's a good point like I, I I don't know why I just assumed like oh well I wouldn't be able to buy sun cream I'd have to use the stuff from my armpit like I'm sure you can still buy the sun cream you just have some extra
0: that's true and you could do it as a little competition with yourself as well and be like okay there's, i can only produce this much sun cream how much can i how well can i market it and you can use that as your barometer each year if you can try and hit pbs with how much you can sell it for accounting yeah. for inflation <laughs> I you were scratching your face there
1: i thought you were doing like a little cry <laughs> i thought it was somehow like is he making a comment about inflation rates because you're like accounting for inflation (laughs) (laughs) fine well that's settled can
0: you tell whoever
1: answered the question we'll just take two of the sun cream option fine please
0: there we go that was actually a Richard Herring original
1: Richard Herring
0: he is a writer and comedian and quite a good one good at would you others. I think that gesture isn't used enough.
1: I'm going to have to charge my laptop.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, Shall I'll, be, we... I'll be back. We'll just pause it. Cool. Well, feel my energy.
1: Oh, dark mode just kicked in.
0: Oh. So. We have a couple of questions from you guys because as we say, Mm. this is your podcast. I bet they haven't sent it in by audio, though. No, you can do that. In fact, we have got one audio, which we can maybe just play briefly. Not the the one that we've already done. It was someone who I think was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Oh, I know what this is. (laughs) I've heard heard this. (laughs) But, Sadie, you've asked for it. It's a great question, to be honest.
1: Hi, um, I just want to know what happened to Yusuf's little plat and is the little plat going to come back? And how does the little plat affect Yusuf's ability to lift heavy things?
0: So, good question. There's three parts to this. Composite question, I should say. One A, one B and one C. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Yusuf's little plat... When I was younger, I, fortunately, before the days of Facebook and very, (laughs) really cringy times where there's not much photographic evidence of it, I had long hair. And you had a little plait, didn't you? Well, I had lots of little plaits and then I cut my hair, but I was just wanting to hold on to one little plait just as a, a memoir, as a souvenir. I didn't know that. So... Yeah, it was a remnant of the previous hair. So it would be like Art Trip in year 11. Yeah, exactly. I remember a little plait then. So cut my hair, kept the plait, and it was coming out the side of my head, which apparently there's a character in Star Wars who has that, and people okay. thought it was an homage to that and that I was a real yeah. fanboy. I've not <clears throat> seen Star Wars, so I don't know. Um, but then the other okay. question was, will it come back? Hopefully not. Um, I think I'm losing my hair at a rapid rate anyway, so very limited time for it to to make a return. And does it affect ability to lift heavy weights? Since I've got rid of the plat, I've lifted heavier and heavier weights, so I can only assume that it's inversely proportional. The trouble with that is
1: there'll be a day where you time continues to pass, or there'll be a, a period of your life where time continues to pass and the effort remains the same. But the amount of weight you lift goes down and down and down.
0: In our slow march towards death.
1: So, and then you might think, fuck it, I'm going to get that little plat back again. I need to get it back, yeah. But then you'll have to go and get a hair transplant and...
0: I've just got to get a... A transplant? That, like, based on male pattern, if it goes bald from the front backwards, I'll still have a bit at the back of my head to yeah
1: it's rubbish isn't it like the, the hair loss as a concept
0: it's one of the few things because you know over the last 20 years certain features have become off limits to make fun of so fortunately racism died out several years ago and there's kind of smatterings of it but it's generally accepted as not a, not a nice or acceptable mm, not okay. thing. okay then like fatism came into place where you know look at any sitcom from the 90s and the fat person would always be the the object of the joke the butt of the joke mm. then it was like gingers and but what still remains i think is bald like you can still make fun of bald people even though it's to do with their appearance and it's out of their control We can't help it
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't think I come across that much like actual fun making, but I suppose it exists. (laughs) I think quite a lot, like people, guys I interact with who are like losing their hair, uh, like losing their hair quickly are often quite like open and just talk about it and mention it. Yeah. So, you know, they they almost like lead with it of like, oh, fucking hell, look at this. And so it isn't, because they've kind of been self almost like self-deprecating in a way it it loses the edge a little bit
0: I think it's the only way if you've got something that uh, otherwise you end up with things like short man syndrome or you know where it's like it's the elephant in the room and whereas instead if you just lead with it fully get in there first then you're bulletproof yeah how did we get onto that the little plot oh god Goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the business question that we had, which I think is a very good one. Should you come to a business coach with a specific problem or for an entire business makeover?
1: So I think the entire business makeover is still a specific problem. So I suppose what I mean is like, I think it's always a specific problem. It's just that what I immediately think of when I when I hear that question is like, is make money online by selling, making money online to other people who are looking to make money online. And it's all very circular. I think of like, do you go to a business coach like that? Or do you go to a business coach who's teaching email marketing? That's sort of the contrast I think of. And I think both of them are a specific problem. It's just that one person has a, a better understanding of what the problem is
0: yeah well okay so over the last month you've been feeling more tired so you go i'm gonna go to the gp i'm gonna talk about my symptoms and they're gonna say "Hmm, okay i think there's quite a lot of things that you're doing wrong here like you're you're drinking 40 units of alcohol per week you're smoking 40 cigarettes a day your sleep is four hours a day and it tends to be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. You are not eating enough calories for your weight. So they can look at you as a generalist and say, right, fix these major things. So you go away and do that and things improve, but you're still a bit tired and they go, okay, like let's do a quick run through, make sure everything, all the basics are in place. Hmm. Ah, oh, your left arm's a little bit weaker than your right arm. Do you know what? I'm going to refer you to a neurologist. And they refer you to the specialist. Neurologist goes, okay, we'll do a couple of tests. We'll do an MRI. Right. We found out the problem. Bob is your uncle. But you wouldn't go to the
1: the make money online by starting making money online
0: first, would you? Or would you? Do do you know what? People buy coaches. They don't buy coaching. So... (laughs) Nice so you might do if you see their content and you're like you know what that is so me (laughs) Mm, I'm going to sign up with that person
1: I'm into a bit of that stuff sign me up if you went to the GP with I'm feeling tired would you
0: you'd probably already kind of know what they were going to say right I mean I don't want to be arrogant enough to say (laughs) oh yeah I'd be able to preempt everything but I'd have a good idea of the like what they would take me through would you so why would you go to the gp if you know you needed to
1: be sort of like referred up a a pathway
0: whenever i've seen doctors as patients it's normally been hi i've got this problem i think this is what's going on but i'd love a second opinion and if if you agree, could you please refer me or could you please prescribe me right. something for it? And usually doctors are quite good, especially if they're specialists. They're usually like, do you know what, mate? It's been a long time since I've come out of med school and you're probably closer to it than I am. So mm. I'm in your hands. Like I'm, I'm an obstetrician and I've got leg pain. So, you know. So they're so far, far down the
1: specialist rabbit hole themselves that like, they forget the, the, th- the, the, the general
0: skill. Which I think I would do as well because even if I was an absolute beast of a neurologist, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm 55 years old. Medicine's probably come quite a long way since I last looked at this general problem. Mm. So I guess how does that apply here?
1: Well, I think <laughs> so. I, I, <laughs> we I think so. We we would the people we hire typically or the the stuff we pay for. Is very specific at this point. Like we're often looking for a specific course or bit of coaching, someone with an area, an area of expertise in something. So we we wouldn't go to like a how to start an online business coach to improve propane because what they would be teaching. Generally, wouldn't wouldn't I suppose it might help, um, but it probably won't. Like we're quite aware of what the problems are we we face, like what the bottlenecks are we face. So I suppose we're more akin to Youssef going into the, the GP surgery, like we have a bit of knowledge. We're pretty sure we know what the problem is, but like, hey, can you just, can we run this past you to just check? But if you're like me going in the GP, like I'm going to go to the GP because like, well, my leg hurts and I don't know why. Right. And like, I could Google it, but oh my God, you don't want to Google it.
0: <laughs> That'd be terrible. And you, you don't know how simple or how complicated the problem is until you can get someone to have a look at it. It might be that, hey, my leg hurts. And they go, oh, have you noticed that like stick that's sticking out of your leg? And you go, oh no, I've not seen that. And they go, okay, cool, just Mm -hmm. let's pull that out. Oh, my leg feels so much better. Brilliant, problem solved. Compared to, you know, you've been through all the basics and you still need to figure out what it is. So something that I picked up recently, the best book to read is the one that solves the problem right in front of you. You're excellent at doing this because you treat reading as just in time rather than just in case. We've got to look at reading or hiring a coach or any of this stuff as means to an end. You know, the the, the goal of reading a book isn't to be like, oh, I'm, I'm racking up my numbers of books that I've read this year. It's how can I apply this to my life? How can I use it to make big strides in my business? And so the best way to do that is you're facing a problem, you find a book that addresses that particular problem, you read it up until you find an insight or something which is that you can go away and do, close the book, go and do it, (laughs) then come back and continue reading.
1: So the, the only reason I do that, by the way, like it's not this like deliberate thing. It's just that I know that if I'm not, I know if I'm reading a book that's not directly applicable, I'll probably just lose interest in it. Whereas if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to actually solve something or like achieve something, and I think the book's probably got the answer in some way, then I'm like desperate to read it, and I'll often devour books in like three or four days when I know that the thing I'm trying to, I'm spending the rest of the day trying to solve, the book is is addressing. And I think it's the same. Like we speak to loads of people who bought like a nutrition course or some other kind of certification that they're doing in the background, and they've been doing it for seven or eight months, and the reason why they haven't finished it or they haven't like got through the whole thing is because if they did it or they didn't do it, like it doesn't really, it's not going to affect their income, it's not going to affect their clients today. Like it might be more of the advanced stuff that probably doesn't affect anybody that they're working with just yet, but it would be nice to know. Versus you start working with a, like you start, you work with us in Propane Business and we're teaching you to launch something immediately that's going to bring clients in immediately. And so if that's the problem you're trying to solve, it's like, well, I I want more online clients to get more flexibility. That's the problem we're solving there's suddenly this like urgency attached to what well, i really want that outcome so that's why i think just in time for me yeah you know, probably most people who struggle with like procrastinating on finishing a book that's a or a, completing a course
0: it's a better way of viewing things um but yeah. so you're more likely to bash through the book as you said there and your recall of the book is going to be so much better when you're fully invested in it So I suppose the crux of this question is do you know the outcome that you're trying to get Mm -hmm. and how much do you understand about the problem that you're trying to solve is?
1: Yeah I mean now that you phrase it like that I think that's why I'm struggling to answer the question because I think it's the hard part of it is knowing what the problem is. I think like often when you're stuck it's because you don't have the answer. Like you don't know what the problem is. You don't know why it's not progressing or you don't know why you can't achieve it on your own. So what you really need is somebody to diagnose the problem. And the problem only exists on the path to it, to getting somewhere, on the path to an outcome. So like hire the person that is where you are or gets people consistently to where you are or ideally both. And then say, here's where I am. Here's what I've tried. Here's where I'm trying to get to. I don't really know why it's not working, but I'd love to hear what you think. And I'll probably say something to you that's like completely left field to what you were thinking. And that's where the value of coaching is really, or the value of a course or something like that, as is it, is it compresses all these like experiments you'd have to do on your own to just like, oh yeah, I was going to spend two years going down that road when actually it's the completely opposite direction.
0: 100%. This person's asked, are business coaches legit in general? And... There's your answer. If someone is in business and is successfully producing results for their clients, it's probably unlikely that they're a total scammer, that they're a total rubbish at what they do, but it's, are you, are they in their element? Are they solving a problem that they're equipped to solve? If you hire a plumber to try and do some joinery in your house, like they they could probably be like, you know what, I'll have a go, but it's not really my area. And you can't be like, oh, the plumber was shit. Well, you you hired a plumber to do something that wasn't, they weren't fit for.
1: Mm. It's the same as saying like a, a personal trainer's legit. I think like there are some yeah. great ones, there are some <laughs> terrible ones, but like, there are some people with years of experience, great track record, they're in great shape themselves, can help most people and some that have just done their PT qualification. And not to say they're not legit, but like, there's the same there's the same like there's no there's no business quotes coach qualification right so there's the same gap that exists where somebody's literally just stepped on the gym floor for the first time they can help someone or can try using like frameworks they've read or a limited experience versus somebody who can use twenty five years of experience with themselves with clients just to, to immediately diagnose an issue and to go I think this will probably be the best route for you um, which is what I think that's the problem with online marketing in general it's very hard to discern who's who right like how do, how can you can't really evaluate a track record very easily if there's two coaches you're considering and they both have a nice website and they're both running ads and they both have a podcast and like how do you pick one um difficult
0: to, to use the personal trainer example you might have someone who's problem unaware and they like, they're like i just want to kind of get into shape and in their mind they're like i want six-pack abs and all that stuff and they they see a yoga teacher who's got a nice website and they resonate with them and they hire them yoga teacher might like they'll they'll probably take you on as a client because there's no reason for them to turn you away and they might be able to cobble together a program that will do that for you but you know, or if you want to get better at swimming and you hire a golf coach, like if they understand the basic principles of programming and stuff, they'll, they might be able to do something, but it's a bit outside of their area. So you either come in with a specific problem and find the right person to solve that problem, or you don't really know what your problem is. And then you need someone to actually lay things out on a table and get you very clear on that. And you can do that yourself as well. You can, sit and reflect on okay what are the key components of a business like let's lay out the full pipeline and where in that pipeline do i have a problem is it getting clients is it closing those sales is it delivering my service to those clients and having enough capacity to to do that is it the tech and the the marketing and all of the the foundational stuff of the business is it the strategy am I at capacity? I've got all my systems in place, but I need to start hiring someone and I don't know how to start. And then once you've identified that, it makes it so much easier to then point all all cylinders towards that. How do
1: we make this decision? Because I don't feel like you and I, like whenever we've bought courses or hired coaches, we don't have this like framework that we necessarily, um, like we don't formally use it, but I think we both... If um, if one of us is like, oh, we're going to, should we work with this person? We have a conversation and like discuss these things and either decide yes or no. I think, I think it's based on. We try and work out whether we think or not there, lying or not, or like legit <laughs> or not, based on. So it's sort of almost like the, the maths and the logic of it.
0: So so at the end of the day, we're buying a coach, not coaching. Yeah. No, but I think, we also we're ignoring the fact that you tabulate everything. Like you have the entire business on a spreadsheet or on multiple spreadsheets. And so you can see the bottlenecks very clearly at each stage. And then it becomes quite easy to be like, oh, okay, I've got the data to say whether someone who solves this problem typically would be able to open up that. I mean, this is the concept of throughput, which I was hoping we can talk about in another episode. Um, yeah. Where you've got... the, the You've got a hose pipe, and the goal is to get as much water through the hose pipe as possible, which is your profit. And if you've got different kinks in the hose pipe, you address the biggest kink first. Otherwise, you're majoring in the minors, trying to unkink something which, or trying to open up a, a gap that's already flowing fine, and it's actually blocked further down the the pipe. Mm.
1: Yeah, and if, and a lot of people will be like, if every if you imagine every every like kink is a percentage and you can, inc- you can improve each kink by a percentage point, it's whichever, as you say, like it's which one is, f- is the furthest away from being where it needs to be. Because if you're trying to improve something that at best could be 20% and it's at 18%, and you're trying to optimize the final two, it's like it might happen, but it's probably a waste of time versus something that's currently at 2% when it should be at 15. Like the uplift that you could get by just not, it not being shit is huge. <laughs> and that I think, yeah, it's, it's very hard to objectively look at the stuff you have in your own business that you're very attached to because you've made it and maybe your clients like it because obviously they like it because they bought, right? But there's a, there'll be part of it somewhere that's failing entirely. And for most people, it's like in the, most coaches we work with, it's in like lead gen and sales, right? Usually lead gen and volume of people. So if you if you gave them thirty qualified people to speak to, <clears throat> or a process to sell to them in, they would be able to sell to them and be able to retain them. They just can't get enough people. Um, and improving that has a massive impact, right? Which is why, when people figure out ads and and the volume on the front end, it, it suddenly fixes all the rest of their issues. Um, but yeah, I don't know why we talk. How did we get on that?
0: The our business coaches is and um, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with going to the GP or having or going to a trainer and knowing what it is you want or what your bottleneck is. And through our content, if you're new to our podcast or our videos or whatever, like subscribe and have a look because our goal is to equip you with the tools to self-diagnose and be like, okay, here is where I am in my business journey, and here's where I need to, here's what I need to work on the most, and to give you the tools to look at your business as a whole, and say, okay, here's what I'm going to put my attention into. We're always here to to help with that too, but once you've identified what it is, that's half the battle. Yes, it is. Or you could cool. just join Probit in Business. Sure,
1: such a good nice. program. Such a good program. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Like we're, really, we're really fond of it, aren't
0: we? I, I love it, to be honest. Mm. I wish I could buy it every day. You can if you want. <laughs> just need the four digits on the back of your credit card. Well, just, if you just um,
1: send us an email with the subject line, and business podcast, every day, then you get bumped to the front of the queue. Oh. So even if there's a day full where you can't book a call, you go to our calendar, no calls, you think, God, I really, I could really do with speaking to someone today because obviously you want to buy it every day. So you'll need to do that. If you send us that email with that subject line, you go to the front of the imaginary VIP queue.
0: Right. I'm signing up right away. <laughs> You've sold me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant. That's probably, it's a really long episode. It might've been a really long
0: episode. I think so. Well, hopefully that was somewhat useful. for whoever As does. always, if you have any questions, send us a voice message. The link in the description below. Please send us a voice message so that Yusuf doesn't have to ask. Please, yeah. and so they don't have you to make me send one. Engage, um, troll questions from from friends asking about my my terrible hairstyle from years ago. See you next week. Want to learn more about the systems
1: we use to run? build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propin Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you wanna continue, even further and potentially work with us there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with you Seth or I, to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to so go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.